0: Welcome to Stepping Off Now, a podcast about how to live your creative best life. If you're feeling creatively stuck, burned out, or like you're not fulfilling your true creative potential, this podcast is for you. I'm Kendra, a social scientist and writer. I spent decades feeling creatively unfulfilled while I pursued conventional life goals, culminating in severe burnout that took years to recover from. This podcast chronicles my journey in real time as I find my way home to my essential creative self and seek to live my own creative best life. I discuss topics like harnessing the intuitive creative process, using creativity to manage mental health, and sorting through all the external pressures and expectations to figure out what you really want. My hope is that you'll find inspiration and solace here. You are not alone, and you are stronger and wiser than you know. You can find out more by visiting my website, KendraPatterson.com. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I want to start by thanking my newest Patreon subscriber, David. Welcome aboard. If you're interested in supporting my work, By signing up to be a patron, I have two levels. One is a $3 tier, which is general support if you're not interested in any kind of bonus content. And then I have a $5 tier where you get at least one research-based episode, bonus episode a month. And then I've started doing also an additional personal update type of episode where I talk about various aspects of my work behind the scenes, So that's where you'll get all of the dirt on stuff that's happening with my novel, with my creative business, that kind of stuff. And speaking of behind the scenes stuff, I have recently experienced a couple of breakthroughs with my novel that frankly were a long time coming. I'm not going to tell you the details of those here because that is something that I will be putting into one of those aforementioned bonus episodes for my Patrons at that $5 tier. But I thought that this would be a good topic for today's episode because, in theory, breakthroughs, creative breakthroughs, are something that we hope will happen. Often these occur in the form of a flash of insight that clarifies some aspect of a creative project that has hitherto stumped us. So The idea of a creative breakthrough is intimately tied to that reverse side of the coin being blocked. And most of us who are practicing creatives and artists are very familiar with the feeling of being blocked. Blocks can be severe, severe enough where we actually find that we're unable to work, but hopefully they never reach that point. Oftentimes what a block looks like is you're still doing your work, but you're just not feeling as inspired about it. And you have this lingering and abiding sense that you're just not really getting to the the meat of the matter with your creative project. As important as it is to be able to weather these types of periods in your creative life and keep pushing through and hopefully finding enough joy in your practice, if you have a strong practice, this will be what enables you to keep going through those periods. But if they last a really long time, more than a couple weeks, months, it, it will start to wear you down. And this is where a breakthrough can be really useful and inspiring. Because after all, what is a breakthrough? It's a resurgence of inspiration that brings new life to your creative endeavors. So how do we go about creating the circumstances for a breakthrough. It's tempting to say that we can't control when or how that eureka moment arrives. And to some extent, this is true because we can't make a breakthrough happen, but we can facilitate circumstances in our lives and consequently in our minds to make them a little bit more friendly To breakthroughs, conducive to having those flashes of insight. However, this requires us to go against what is our natural inclination in periods of struggle, which is to double down, to work even harder. After all, we're taught that this is how it's supposed to be done, right? The little engine that could. He didn't decide to jump the track and just putter around for a while until he felt more energetic, right? He just kept going and going and pushing through until he got to the top of that mountain. The Little Engine That Could is a story that has been around for almost 100 years now, and part of American culture. And that's how we see how we should go about achieving goals, is that when we struggle, we should double down on our optimism and hard work and keep doing the same thing that we have been doing until it yields fruit. This might work for some areas of life, but this isn't how creativity works. Not at all. Definitely not. Today, I'm going to give you a few techniques that can assist in facilitating creative breakthroughs that essentially require you to do the opposite of doubling down and ecking away in the same old fashion on your creative projects. So these are, on the one hand, pretty challenging. But if you can let go of that directive in your head, that's telling you to double down and work even harder, instead of doing two hours to add a third hour onto your creative sessions, or to once again, replot that novel, because you've got to be missing something, or whatever the equivalent is in your own field, If you can let go of that, you'll find that facilitating the circumstances that are friendly to creative breakthroughs are actually pretty fun and easy. Really, the hardest part about it is that you still have to wait. (laughs) The creative breakthrough will come in its own time, hopefully sooner rather than later, but ultimately, it's going to happen when it happens. So in the meantime, we might as well have fun, right? Okay, so what is the most... Important and effective thing you can do to create friendly circumstances in your life and in your brain for creative breakthroughs. Simply put, it is to be a generalist. We believe that in order to accomplish something, we have to be a specialist in the sense that we have to focus in on those granular details of whatever it is we're working on, and not allow ourselves to get distracted and not fill our heads with extraneous and quote-unquote unrelated information. So for example, if we're trying to solve a problem, any kind of problem, and this is what creativity is, is solving problems, we are going to look at that problem as comprising a set of very specific details that are directly related to its existence and possible solution. A math problem is a set of numbers, a concept that you're trying to solve, and mathematical rules that guide how you go about solving it. You wouldn't think that setting the math problem aside and going off and learning how to, for example, play the piano is going to help you solve your math problem. So when we're obsessed with finding a solution to something, a creative problem that we're facing. For me, these creative problems tend to be uh, related to plot. In my novel, that's what I struggle with the most, how things should happen, what should happen. It's my instinct to sit down and once again, go through all of the plot points of the novel, and try to yet again, fit them all together to see if I can find a solution. And time and time again, this fails me. Why does it fail me? Because the information that I'm looking for isn't going to be found in those well-trodden paths of my novel's plot that I've gone over a million times trying to figure it out, trying to fit it all together. It's going to be found somewhere out there in the world, in the most unlikely of places probably. And not only that, but it might not be obvious either. So if I go out into the world searching for it explicitly with intention, I still might not find it because it's the subconscious that is the arbiter of creative inspiration. What this means is that having a breakthrough isn't going to be the result of seeking out any kind of specific piece of information or experience. A breakthrough is the result of the way that your subconscious interprets information that's coming in Moles it over, makes connections, and then creates a flash of insight. So when I say that the best thing you can do in order to facilitate creative breakthroughs is to be a generalist, I mean that in the sense that in your life, you should seek out a multitude of experiences and knowledge that do not seem on the surface of it to have anything to, to, to do whatsoever with your creative work and projects this requires being open and curious. These are the two fundamental attributes of a creative person in terms of their character. They're open to new knowledge and experience, even when it challenges them deeply, challenges their beliefs, or possibly even their sense of security and what they know about the world, and how they are in it, and curiosity. Creative types tend to be curious about a lot of different things, not just their own specific area. As a writer, I read widely, not just novels, even though that's what I write. I read in areas of science, news, culture, memoirs, basically anything that catches my fancy. Same with life experiences. Anything that promises to be new and interesting, you know, as long as I have the spoons to do it, and within certain parameters... that enabled me to manage my anxiety issues while I'm doing it, I'm going to be interested. This has a functionality for creative breakthroughs. The first thing it does is it just gives you so much more information to work with. New knowledge, new experiences, all of this is broadening the amount of information you have available to you that you can draw from, or rather your subconscious can draw from. Creative thought actually works best when it's trying to piece together information from really disparate sources. So things that you wouldn't actually see as necessarily being related or having anything to do with each other. Creativity loves that. It loves pulling information from this place and that place and putting it together and finding a novel and useful solution. That is creativity. That is exactly what creativity does. So, the more that you can supply your creative mind with diverse knowledge and experiences across a range of fields and opportunities, the more creative you'll be able to be. And the more likely it will be that you'll have that breakthrough, that flash of insight. So, get out into the world, try new things, could be anything, have some fun, take up a new hobby. Read something that you never would have thought of reading, maybe just by wandering into the library and seeing what the librarians have put on display this month. Switch up your routine. Maybe on that drive that you take every day, there's a little store you've always seen and kind of wondered about, well, stop. This time, stop and go in. It doesn't really matter what happens. doesn't matter. Maybe you go in and nothing of interest. You don't buy anything. That doesn't really matter because your brain has been shaken up a little bit, you altered your routine, you did something new, you saw something different, maybe you have a conversation with the shopkeeper, and then suddenly, three days later, bam, flash of insight. So the key attribute of a generalist is that they think more in terms of can than should. So rather than thinking of what they should do, they think about what they can do. This can be really hard because it involves doing things that in the adult world could be considered wasting time. We have busy lives, lots of responsibilities. It's a waste of time to stop at the park and go sit under a tree for 10 minutes. Now we can recognize the value of that activity, but are we really going to do it when we're rushed and stressed? Are we really going to read that novel when there are so many nonfiction books out there that promise explicitly to teach us something that is going to help us better ourselves, take things up a notch. So if you're in a rut and seeking breakthrough, try broadening your field of inquiry so that you can increase the amount of information you have at your disposal for your brain to use to be creative with. You're going to have to work through those feelings that you're wasting your time. You're going to have to come around to a different way of pursuing activities that isn't necessarily goal oriented it requires a bit of faith to step out of that straight line of pragmatic steps that we create towards achievement do this and then do this and then do this don't have time for that thing it's just going to distract me that thing that's going to distract you is the very thing <laughs> that creativity is going to thrive on and that distraction is the second benefit that you're going to get from this exercise, because it's going to give your brain a break, it's going to give your brain time to regroup. This can feel very frustrating, because when we're really interested in getting something done, a create a project that we're working on, like I said, it's in our nature, or at least this is what we're taught, we're socialized to believe that the best way to do that is to keep working on that thing, so that we can get it done. And we're going to feel all kinds of ways about screwing up the schedule that we have set in our own minds. I want to get this done by the end of the year, or I want to get a certain amount of work done in a certain amount of time today and tomorrow. Stepping out of line is going to make us feel like we're not only wasting time, but losing time, falling behind. But taking that little detour will probably have the effect of ultimately shortening the the amount of time that we work, because it's going to allow us to take a sort of quantum leap through that flash of insight, rather than just never getting there at all, because we doubled down and kept trying to force it. In the short term, sometimes creativity necessitates us to work less in order to have that breakthrough that then enables us to be in a place where putting in that extra work and doubling down is really going to have a good effect. So don't beat up on yourself if you feel like you're avoiding your work, or being lazy or wasting time on other things. Even if what that looks like is taking some time away from your actual creative work. As you know, I'm a proponent of taking breaks when you reach a point where you're just really struggling to push through. Because I think that struggling to push through can actually damage the creative process. And I don't think that we really understand as creatives and artists that this is true because inevitably when we look to success stories of creative creatives and artists, they will say, "Well, I worked really hard." And we interpret that to mean that they spent hours and hours every day, day after day, working on their creative projects. And That may even be demonstrably true for that individual person. But keep in mind that there are also hundreds and hundreds of other people who have also been putting in that much work who have not found that success. Success isn't about how hard you've worked. That may be an ingredient, but that isn't the root cause or sole cause of success. Don't be afraid to step away from your projects and go out into the world even if what that looks like is you sitting in your house, but choosing to engage with a different type of media or a different type of story than you usually would. Think of this as enrichment, but make sure that you have fun doing it. Make sure that it's regenerating, healing. If you're a writer, go spend an afternoon at a museum. If you're a visual artist, go step into the library. Be open to experiencing things that don't necessarily lead to other things. So detach from this idea that everything we do has to have some kind of useful outcome or ultimate achievement at the end of it. Experiment with letting life happen rather than trying to make it happen. This is a very difficult thing to do. It's a practice and I have to constantly remind myself that it's okay to indulge in activities that have no obvious and explicit use or purpose in my own life. But that's exactly the kind of thing that you want to be looking for when you're trying to create a friendly environment in your life for breakthroughs. Because that is the actual nature of breakthroughs in and of themselves, is that they seemingly emerge from nowhere. So there is no really like logical step by step process that you can undertake that's going to lead you to a breakthrough. And ultimately, if you want to experience breakthroughs, you have to train your mind to be open to them. So that is the third and final value of this exercise that I'm talking about today, is that it will all actually alter the way that your brain is functioning so that it's ready for that breakthrough, so that it can achieve that breakthrough. If all of this sounds kind of loosey-goosey and unscientific, that's because it is. I mean, obviously there's a science to this, but it doesn't matter. Because as soon as you try to demystify the process and rationalize it into a system, you're getting off track again. You're defeating the point of the entire exercise. This exercise requires you to step outside of life as usual, and experiment with open endedness. What does that sound like to you? Think about it for for a moment? What what does that remind you of? If you're thinking that it reminds you of play, particularly the way children play, then you're absolutely right. That's what I'm talking about here. And I'm going to leave you with that thought. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. Please recommend my podcast to anyone you think may like it, need to hear what I have to say. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you back here next Friday.